Ooh, I don't know if I can hear myself. Yeah, I can. Here you go. Headphones are on. That's how you know. Wait, I can't hear you now. You can? No. Move the, t move the butt, the tail. Oh, I, now. there you go. Was it off? <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow, the studio was in a worse shape than I thought. The mic was on. Mic one was on when we walked in, apparently. Somebody uh -huh. forgot to turn it off. They were like, off. shut that bitch's mic off now. <laughs> we don't want to hear Talking her. Talking shit about people. We don't want to hear nothing what she has to say. Nothing. Want to hear nothing. nothing. So this week's been rough in the music world. Yes, it sure has. It was only two days ago that we found out that uh, Prince Rogers Nelson passed away at his estate at Paisley Park. And yeah, I thought it was, of course I assumed it was one of those hoax, hoax. again. But um, yeah, as soon as... What like, a sick hoax it would have been. Yeah, but then it was literally like half an hour later they confirmed it or his publicist confirmed it. So yeah. It was so sudden. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer, but it sounds like he had some health issues le leading up to it, so I guess that's not too surprising, but he was, it was weird because it was like he was here not that long ago, literally like two and a half months ago, he was in town, Right. and then maybe like six weeks ago, he was at, I think, Oracle, he played like two shows there. And then he was at the Paramount Theater, which I thought was interesting, but the tickets were really pricey, as you can imagine. Yeah. And then he had a uh, one of his after parties with us in San Francisco, and I thought, well... <laughs> you did text me about it. You are like, should we go? And I'm like, I, I think, don't think that's how it works. Yeah, I think we <laughs> already had plans or something, but yeah. I saw it being advertised, and I was like, that's so awesome <laughs> but he chose to do it there you know of all places but some lucky people got to go they should post about it no tell uh, us what happened yeah quirkness weirdness because uh -huh. he was pretty weird right um yeah i i guess i'm used to fellow. that uh-huh but he loved to do like you know it was all about the music too yeah. it wasn't like that part to me is kind of universal and I think that's why so many people loved him and well, respect him. And Isha is that you where sober yeah maybe that looks like you a little bit a little bit the right the one on the right hand side but I don't have that outfit or those hands N no but <laughs> that's like your face almost you cut it in half. <laughs> it's tripping me out. It is weird, but she, I, I would she never. Has a mark, but. Yeah, but I think it's somebody who's transgender. I want to say because some of those other w women up there are transgender. Oh really? Yeah. I don't think it's me, but it's I you, but it's, it's, I appreciate it's the compliment. Yeah. <laughs> somebody said I look like uh, somebody we work with. Um, in the office, they they have a cousin and they're of Persian descent. Yeah. And then one of the girls I work with was like, "Oh, you kind of look like her," because I have dark, really pale face, dark yeah. dark features. And I was like, "Say no more. <laughs> you said it enough. That's all I need to hear today." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took it as a compliment. You're a doppelganger. But you're right. I feel like yeah, you're kind of right. The hair though. The eyebrows. 
the the hairs. I mean, in the back. I don't know. Yeah, I the guess hair's that could not work. there. I just I'm just looking at her facial features. I have I have a hard time smiling. <laughs> I have just kind of a yeah people tell me that used to tell me that a lot for pictures so they still do they're like smile smile more and i'm like i'm mona lisa bitch (laughs) you'll tell me how to live my life yeah there's some sort of art thing going on here yes i I mean i kind of like it it's kind of it's refreshing. It's not like what we've had before, which is sculptures and paintings and um, multimedia. I really like that that one though, the one that was um, kind of industrial. We still have that that uh, light fixture is is probably the only one left over from it. Yeah, that one was probably my favorite. But um, I kind of dig it. But I feel like it has, part of it is a transgender or cross-dressing theme. And I'm not trying to be judgmental. That's just the the vibe that I'm getting. I wonder if it was like one night in the tenderloin. You know what I mean? <laughs> like one of Well, those... it looks like a mosaic, right? They're all mosaics. They're all one computer piece of paper that are put together to form one image. That better not be me. (sighs) (laughs) No. It's pretty sexy. Look at the chin, though. That's kind of a, yeah. A little bit. Uh, Mostly it's the eyes and the nose. Yeah, the brows are, but the eyes are spot on. You could definitely pluck my eyeballs out and put them in that picture. <laughs> it would match. <laughs> and the and the width of the face too. Yeah. Like that forehead. That's true. Very. Anyway, um, me out. since we're talking about prints, <laughs> I have sure. um, a new story about the autopsy, okay. which has been completed, but test results may take weeks. Yeah. Um, you gather your results will take several days and the results of a full toxicology scan could likely take weeks mm-hmm. Prince Rogers Nelson the legend known as Prince was found dead on Thursday at his Paisley Park estate in um, Shenhansen yeah some weird Minnesota mm-hmm. he was 57 yeah. an autopsy was completed at 1pm local time today but determining the cause of prince's death could take days or weeks according to the midwest medical examiner's office in ramsey minnesota on twitter the medical examiner's office said prince's body has been released to his family martha we were a spokesperson for the office confirmed the authenticity of the twitter account no details will be made public about the autopsy until the office completes a full exam including gathering information about prince's medical and family history according to the press release Quoting, gathering the results will take several days and the results of a full toxicology uh, scan could likely take weeks. Uh, The office said an update as of uh, April 26th. What? April 26th. What day is it today? April 23rd. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) But anyway, it says update as of April 26th at 7.26 p.m., Prince's publicist has confirmed that the, to the Associated Press that Prince's body has been cremated. Already? God damn it. 
the Carver's County Sheriff's Office has said to hold a press conference about its investigation into Prince's death at 3 p.m. local time. Update as of 4:15 uh, p.m. Sheriff Jim Olson said the press conference that there were no obvious signs of trauma and. We have no reason to believe that this was a suicide. Mm-hmm. On Thursday, the sheriff's office said Prince was found on the elevator and pronounced dead at 10.07 a.m. Last week, a plane taking Prince home from Atlanta was forced to make an emergency landing so Prince could go to the hospital. Uh, you can check out the Twitter account of the Midwest Medical Exam, um, which it says the optocy on Prince Rogers Nelson completed at 1 p.m. Uh, uh, CDT what's that central standard time yeah central standard. Uh, results are pending body will be cremated or but body will be released to family you can find out more on princes and prince and his legacy on pitchfork.com mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's still like not settled in i think for some a lot of people that have worked with him over, over the years it's not tmc did report uh over last week's incident that it, it was drug related okay so i don't know how i mean tmc's usually in everybody's business so yeah um they're pretty reliable but not always uh not always uh they don't always have appropriate information mm-hmm. um but it, according to the article I read, um, Prince received a save shot for. Uh, he was having. He was basically OD'd on Percocets, mm. and he had to have a uh, adrenaline shot. Mm. So, with that being said, I wouldn't be. And he because he was found in the elevator, I wouldn't be surprised if it was just. I know an overdose. Overdose. Yeah. Yeah, that's terrible. Not worth it, but um, um, some other interesting information about um, a lot of stories have been coming out the past two days. It's only been what, like forty-eight plus hours. Stop moving it. Uh, <laughs> so from the Daily Mail, it's a web, uh, website out of the UK. Uh, Prince is famous for ghostwriting fourteen songs you didn't know Prince penned and gave away to other artists. As you imagine, there have been a lot of those over the years. Across the world, people are remembering the talent of the man who influenced the music of the generation, but they may not realize just how many songs he was responsible for. He was a prolific songwriter for other musicians during the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, often using pseudonyms like Jamie Starr, Joey Coco, or Alexander Nevermind. <laughs> um, undoubtedly, Sinead O'Connor's biggest hit, but it was actually penned by Prince. Nothing compares to you. Um, in 2015, she said she would no longer sing the hit because she no longer emotionally identified with the song. Um, if I were to sing it just to please people, I wouldn't be doing my job right because my job is to be emotionally available. I'd be lying. <laughs> You'd be getting a lie. My job is to give you honesty. I'm trained in honesty. 
Another one is Manic Monday by the Bengals. Uh, in 1984, Prince wrote and recorded Manic Monday as a duet between himself and Apollonia Six for their album, but pulled the plug on it. Two years later, offered it to the Bengals under the pseudonym Christopher, and the song became a global hit for the 80s girl band. I Feel For You by Shaka Khan, 1984. Originally released by Prince in 1979 on his second self-titled album, Shaka Khan's 1982 version hit number one around the world. It's believed that Prince wrote the song as a valentine to his crush jazz pianist Patrice Russian. Um, catchy synth and saxophone-laden song written by Prince centers on the drawbacks of living a materialistic life. He wrote and produced the song for singer and percussionist Sheila E. under the name The Star Company, one of the many names he was believed to have used in that song they were playing at uh, the restaurant we were at, The Glamorous Life. Um, dance floor hit Nasty Girl was written by Prince for his protege pop girl group Vanity Six. The song reached number one in Billboard's Hot Dance Club play chart. Sorry, that was a weird one. But it's taken out by another, by the group's own songwriter with 1999. <laughs> That's when you know you're really talented. You have multiple songs that yeah, people have. Different people. Um, according to Rolling Stone. How Come You Didn't Call Me Anymore by Alicia Keys. Um, R&B songstress Alicia Keys released her cover of the Prince song for her debut album, Songs in a Minor, in A Minor, sorry, in 2002. Prince originally released the song as the B-side to his party hit 1999, When You Were Mine by Cyndi Lauper. That's the one I was thinking of. In 2014, Cyndi Lauper released the 30th anniversary edition of her debut album, She's So Unusual. On it, Prince wrote one of the tracks, When You Were Mine. In the commentary, the Time After Time hit maker said, I heard When You Were Mine, and I thought it was really interesting. I didn't know Prince then. He was just a skinny guy in a G-string with a jacket who opened for the Rolling Stones and stirred things up. (laughs) I love Cindy. Um, and then another one is Love Song by Madonna. In came out in 1989. The collaboration between Prince and Madonna on Love Song was a reflection of their brief romance in 1985. I forgot about that. The material girl singer said on her Twitter, he changed the world, a true visionary. What a loss. I'm devastated. This is not a love song. Um, Stand Back by Stevie Nicks. Soon after marrying her then-husband, Nix wrote the words to stand up, and after getting in contact with Prince, the song was complete. The landslide songstress said, I phoned Prince out of the blue, hummed a melody, and he listened. I hung up, and he came over within the hour. He listened again, and I said, do you hate it? He said, no, and walked over to the synthesizers that were set up, was absolutely brilliant for about 25 minutes, and then left. Uh, Pray by MC Hammer. MC Hammer's follow-up single to his number one and only hit, Can't Touch This, heavily samples Prince's When Doves Cry. Unfortunately for the track, did not do much for MC Hammer's music career, but it did prove the power of Prince's musical influence. Sugar Walls by Sheena Easton. 
all across the world, people were are remembering the talent of the man who influenced the music of the generation. The For Your Eyes Only singer said in a statement it was impossible to imagine him not being here. The world of music was forever changed the day he picked up his guitar. His talent was breathtaking, his heart was kind, and all of us have been blessed to have had a glimpse into this sweet and magical soul. Um, Yo, Mister by Patti LaBelle. I mean, who didn't he not work with? Okay. Legendary soul singer. Patti LaBelle was also one of the many singers he wrote for. The song was recorded for her 1989 album, Be Yourself, and reached the top 10 for the Lady Marmalade Hitmaker. It's like if he gave them a song, yeah. it was going to go to the. Be a it hit. was successful. Um, Love, Thy Will Be Done by Martika. Prince wrote the song for the spiritual mid-tempo hit for the Martika in 1991. The toy soldier's hit maker told Noise 11 she flew to Prince's Paisley Park estate for a songwriting session. She said, Love Thy Will Be Done was a prayer that I had written in my no- notebook. Excuse me. I showed him some of my stuff, and he said, Would you mind if I borrow your book for a few hours? I said, Cool, no problems. He asked if he could photocopy a few things that he liked, and I had no problem with that. A week later, she was sent the material Prince had worked on. That's how I first heard it. My prayer was turned into love, love thy will be done. And from there, he sent me the master. So I thought that was, that was pretty interesting because I think a lot of people didn't know some of those. Some really of the songs he'd been singing all along were his. <laughs> were his songs. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was pretty awesome. And more Prince news, uh, more local Prince news, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Chappelle calls Prince's death Black 9-11. Quoting, I almost thought about not coming tonight, but my band was like, yo, Prince would definitely not condone that. <laughs> <laughs> End quote. One of Dave Chappelle's most famous Chappelle show sketches was an installment of Charlie Murphy's True Hollywood Stories about Prince. Prince similarly enjoyed the sketch, putting Chappelle on the cover of his recent single, Breakfast Can Wait. That's right. During Chappelle's recent performance at the chapel in San Francisco, which is right a few blocks from here, on Thursday night, he mourned the late singer on stage. The San Francisco Chronicle reports, uh, this is Black 9-11, he told the audience. I almost thought about not coming tonight, but my band was like, yo, Prince would definitely not condone that. Throughout the show, the house band played Prince's hits, and Chappelle reportedly played a tambourine with Prince symbol on it. Prince was found dead in Paisley Park, a state in Shenhansen, uh, Minnesota, on Thursday. He was 57. Support has poured out throughout across the musical community, and you can see from the Chapel SF Instagram, you can see a picture of the f- very famous quote, Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. <laughs> and you can probably still see it if you go down, if you are in the city, uh, in San Francisco. The chapel is located in the Mission District of San Francisco. And um, I think he's done, Dave Chappelle is done with his shows. It was like random, like I found out about it that same day I texted you. I think it was Monday. Right. I was like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> and I think he didn't start the show that day until like 2 a.m. in the morning. That's what I heard. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't go on until 2 a.m. Oh, my God. Because he was Dude. just so distraught. 
Dude. Dude. I've but, never um, seen the Prince uh, skit by him. It's so good. Really? He dresses up like Prince, and then it's funny. I saw pictures funny of Because at the end, he does like a... Uh, he pretends to be like a basketball player, but yeah. Prince was a basketball player oh, when he yeah. was in high school. So, so, but I didn't know that till recently. Till recently. I was like, oh, now it makes sense. <laughs> and um, and he used them in his al- in his single as an album cover. Like he used the picture instead of using a picture of himself, he used the picture of Chappelle as Prince. Oh, funny! <laughs> that's uh, that's when you know you've made it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Dave is pretty funny. Um, another uh, new story that you might have heard about. Um, this is from Uncut Magazine. Roger Daltrey confirms mega festival with the Who, the Rolling Stones, Bob Dylan, Roger Waters, and Paul McCartney. It's the greatest remains of our era. Um, Roger Daltrey appears to have confirmed reports that a mega festival is being arranged. Last week, the LA Times reported that Golden Voice Entertainment, the promoters behind Coachella Festival, were looking into holding the event at Indio, California, the same as Coachella, this year between October 7th and 9th. Daltrey has now appeared to confirm the reports, telling Canada's Post Media Network, I think it's us and Roger Waters on the same day. It's a fantastic idea for a festival. It's the the greatest remains of our era. That's an interesting way to phrase it. Um, I hope a lot of normal fans can get tickets before they get snatched up. Would that would we be the normal ones? No. <laughs> um, reports <laughs> reports have suggested that two acts will each will play. They forgot a word. Will play each night of the festival. Bob Dylan and Paul McCartney on the first. The Rolling Stones and Neil Young on the second. And The Who and Roger Waters on the third. Neil Young's longtime manager Elliot Roberts had previously spoken on the reports, telling the LA Times, "It's so special in so many ways. You won't get a chance to see a bill like this, perhaps ever again. It's a show that I look forward to more than any show in a long time." Uh, and then they go on to plug the magazine, but now it's pretty well known. I think I want, out of all those bands, I'd probably want to see The Who at least one time. Yeah, The Who, The Rolling Stones, I mean. I feel like that's kind of over and done with. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I don't think that I would have a chance unless somebody was like, hey, show, like... You want to come? Like I have like I'll the buy magic you the ticket. ticket. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like the who I would drop, you know, some money for that. But yeah, we already we can already cross off Paul McCartney. Can cross off Paul McCartney? That's a pretty big one. Yeah, that um, was one I would never in my wildest dream thought I would see. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I guess I'm going to this festival, even though I can't really afford to go to it. But here I am. <laughs> Here I am watching a beetle, seeing um, you know the Chili Peppers. That was a lifelong dream, also. Nine Inch Nails. And Nine Inch Nails, yeah. That was pretty. That was pretty. The Yeah Yeah Guys were also there that year. That was, yeah, they she were was really good. That one was pretty good. Um, we saw some other ones that were okay. I think we saw Fishbone. They're like ska revival, like the same eras, no doubt. Oh. I think we saw them. And then some Hall of the Holland uh, some of them were like, Okay, come on, get to the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Holland kind of... is definitely one of those bands that was like, All right, just just, just sing man eater and even when and then just when they did <laughs> And then when they did I was like, uh, 
right. <laughs> I was like, well... At least I got to say I, I saw them. Yeah, yeah, you saw them. Did you do Did you do any of the comedy stuff? Because I don't think we did that. We I have for one of the years we went to see Neil Patrick Harris, and it just wasn't worth it. It was like a long line, mm. and he was just plugging something else that was he was working on, and I was like, well, this is not funny at all. Mm-hmm. But... Um, yeah, I just, it wasn't worth it for me. Oh. Yeah. Because I think I would be like, I paid this much money, I'm going to see this band and that band. Yeah. And honestly, we miss Nora Jones because of that. Oh, I like her. I like her, I like her too. And we missed her. She's a pretty she voice. Patrick Harris. Oh. It was not worth it. Yeah. She'll be back. She played at like the Greek theater, I think. Yeah, she, she can fill up a stadium. A couple no years problem. ago. She's... Ravi Shankar's daughter. Daughter. Yeah, I like her. Thank you. Um. Yeah. So I was gonna, you know, sneak in a couple of Prince songs today, as time allows. So I was thinking one of them is um, I kind of been talking about here and there. It's the collaboration he did with Sheila E on her. Um, one of her albums called Romance 1600 and they kind of apparently had a thing in the early 80s when he had secretly apparently been a fan of hers and she had no idea and Sheila is part of the Escovito family which is very um, uh, music prominent music family I think in the Latino community Uh, Tito Puente is also like part of her family apparently so it's just very well known um, in the music industry and apparently Prince was secretly a fan of hers and that's how they they linked up and eventually they made um, a couple albums together but they never actually apparently they were um, she was in, they were engaged at some point but they never actually got married but I was lucky enough to see them on their 20 year anniversary tour the musicology tour in 2004 so that was kind of that was a special um, situation right there. Uh, so I thought I would sneak this song in today, and uh, hopefully later this evening um, we'll be interviewing James Connor. He'll be he'll be in the studio. So stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio.
love a love bizarre that was uh one of prince's collaborations with sheila e and that was featured on the album romance 1600 and i think they did some interviews with her and asked you know, a lot of people that worked with Prince over the years have said the same things, like he was amazing to work with, he was so influential on their lives and their careers, um, and it's just interesting hearing just the outpouring of uh, support and how um, he's affected people's lives over the years. And it was kind of the same thing with David Bowie, too. You kind of see that a lot with people, or musicians, rather, of a really high stature. And anyways, James Connor is here joining us. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Good. Uh, do you want to tell us if Prince ever influenced you in any way? Yeah. Uh, he's just uh, you know, a prolific artist. Um, I kind of got into him in the early 90s with uh, the Batman soundtrack. Yes. Yes, as did everyone <laughs> in the 30s did. Um, and... Uh, you know, from there, I backtrack into all like the 70s and 80s. And, you know, um, he has so many records, it's hard to pin down one. Um, but, you know, 1999's good. Um, Dirty Mind, you know, all that stuff. Um, anything that you like in particular? Um, I like that collaboration in particular. I don't know if I have a, f I have a favorite album. For me, it's more like. Uh, songs that he did like I just listened to his version of nothing compares to you but I grew up I like that the Sinead O'Connor version but when I heard him do it I was like wow yeah it sounds so much better hearing him do it yeah it's a good <laughs> you know? one because it's his song um um I have to say Raspberry Beret is probably my favorite because it kind of takes me back to my even though I was uh, in high school, this was like 15 years ago. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of when I was really getting into him. Like I kind of grew up with the whole MTV thing, as I'm sure you guys did. I was kind of more towards the tail end of the actual music and the actual videos being played on TV. Yeah, but um, the golden years. But I felt like I was kind of getting into him more for whatever reason around the time Musicology came out. And I happened to catch him play uh, one of his shows at Staples Center. I think he played like a bunch of shows. Nice. And it was after he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I think the same year. So that was, I guess that was the right time. Nice. Uh, <laughs> to see him. But I, I was uh, fortunate enough to see his Coachella show in 2008. Oh, you, oh, you did? That was incredible. Was it, how, how long did he play for? Uh, probably two hours. Okay. But he did his famous uh, Creep rendition. He did a version of Creep, which yeah. was amazing. He's a big Radiohead fan yeah. right here. What did you think of that? I thought it was really sad. I mean, that's a really sad song to to begin with but he just he'd like slowed it down a lot more yeah he he, just, he made up his own lyrics yeah. and added two guitar solos yeah. <laughs> you know it's like yeah. who else could do that to a radio head honestly song? i listened like, to the beginning of it and i had to stop yeah i was just like i can't i can't do it right now it's so emotional because <laughs> it was yeah. he did slow it down a lot yeah in the beginning. yeah and yeah. They, they did that uh keyboard intro which yeah. the, and that went on i was in the audience and that went on for like five or ten minutes and we're like what is happening <laughs> Yeah. There's know. magic happening. Yeah, I'm like, what's going on? And then he come, comes out and he does it. And it's like, uh, holy shit. It's too hard. Yeah, and I saw him. Also, the Musicology tour was the 20-year anniversary of the tour that he did with Sheila E. So it was kind of like rehashing that. And that was the first time 
uh, of me seeing him. And it was just, it was really interesting because I was just telling Crystal, I think his entire band at that time was female. And I never really seen that before. I was like, wow, "Wow, he's such a, you know, prolific, well-known artist, but he really respects, you know, women. True. Um, Yeah, he promotes it. You know, telling their story through music and um, a lot of the songs um, that he wrote that he didn't actually end up performing, he gave to to other uh, female prolific female artists so I thought that was kind of an interesting twist and I feel like a lot of his collaborations were with women yeah Mm-hmm. Most of them, at least. Yeah. So <laughs> I was trying to find a story. Is Prince really a feminist? Because <laughs> maybe he was. I don't know. But that would be kind of an interesting story. But I haven't really heard anything about that yet on, well, on the news. I mean, there, there, there was that whole episode with Carmen Electra. Oh, yes. We won't talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some women probably wouldn't consider that feminism. Right. But, but you know, you whatever. Know, what, what can you Stuff do? happens in relationships. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Things go south, things go, things go left. Um, but anyways, back to the music. Um, tell us a little bit about your project currently, and you have an upcoming show on May 15th at the Brick and Mortar Music Hall. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, um, you know, we've been doing shows. Recently, we've been playing in Oakland a lot at the store club. Um, you know, we've been, it's been a while since we've done a show in San Francisco mm-hmm. and, um, last year we did, we got to go down to LA and do a couple shows in LA, which was, uh, really cool. Um, and you know, we're working on a new EP that has some covers on it and some new originals. So we're, we're just looking, uh, to unveil some new covers and, um, you know, draw from our catalog, which, uh, which we do heavily. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a good show of local bands. It's on the day of Beta Breakers. So after everyone's wasted, please come to the brick and mortar to stumble into our show and give us (laughs) hell for playing. And uh, we want to see you there. And, you know, it's uh, just a bunch of local bands from the Bay Area and uh, just showcasing what, what they have. Awesome. And have you played in San Francisco? I imagine you played in San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, we like the El Rio, the Hotel Utah. Um, we played at 50 Mason Social House before it was shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, other venues before they were shut down. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's kind of scary, right? It just yeah. feels like um, a domino effect the past like year. Yeah, it's been a theme. Yeah. It's That's hard to say venues anymore, you know? And so I'm like, when is... Uh, What's the, uh, what's the venue that's closing down? Elbow Room. Uh, yeah, Elbow Room. I've been pestering Matt Shapiro for years to give us a show, and finally, he cannot give us a show. <laughs> it's closed. I thought they were still they were going to stay open another year or so. They were going to stay in their spot. Yeah. Well, I think that was like wasn't that a year ago that they said uh, that? Um, or, but I don't I don't know. I, don't what know. The whole time I know that they're is, they're still doing shows there. So yeah, we'll enjoy it while it's here. <laughs> Go and support them while you can. I've been to a couple good good shows there, so I can't complain. Um, but you're going to be at Brick and Mortar Music Hall. What can people expect from the live show? Uh, rock and roll, basically, uh, intense rock and roll. Um, Emphasis on the drums and the bass, uh, good singing, because I'm the singer, <laughs> and uh, tremendous sex appeal. Yeah. 
<laughs> sweat. I noticed that immediately. bodies, <laughs> grinding. You're definitely going to get laid when you come to one of my shows. Gotcha. It's like a, so. it's like a meat market. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. It's like a strip club, basically. Not a rap video strip club, like a rock and roll strip club. There you go. It's the right kind. It's the right kind. It's the only kind. <laughs> yes. And when you're performing, is it a full-on band or? Uh, we have a three-piece. Okay. Yeah. Um, I play drums and I lead sing, and I have a guitarist and bassist. Awesome. And who would you say are your biggest musical influences? Uh, for for this project, probably alternative rock from the early '90s, like Dinosaur Jr., uh, Sonic Youth. Um, I do like some the the O thousands bands, uh, you know, Interpol, Yeah Yeah Yeahs, mm-hmm. uh, White Stripes. So uh, yeah, alternative rock basically. Those are some really good choices, I have to say. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for giving me a compliment on my taste. <laughs> uh, anytime, anytime. Where can people find out more about you online? iTunes, Amazon, uh, YouTube is a good show. Um, mm-hmm. I have a new music video for my new single called Sexy Little Kitten. I released it last year, and uh, it was shot in the city with uh, you know all local talent. Um, it was mixed at different first studios in the Mission. Whoops. Oh. Whoops. <laughs> Don't mind that. That's um, the sound of the Mission in the yes. background. <laughs> yes. It's the sound of boxes being thrown. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it's I have a seven-inch single for the single, and it is uh, available on YouTube, so take a look at it. Um, local bars in San Francisco is the theme of the single. So, um, yeah. And, um, are you going to be releasing, uh, an album at any time or, uh, it's probably going to be a while for my next full length. Um, I'm definitely doing a, like a five song EP in the next like six months. So we're, we're still working on that Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, just going to put that out. And, um, you know, we did a, we released a full length, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, um, which is what we play songs from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we're just, you know, working on new material and, you know, playing out, doing different shows, networking and, uh, you know, looking to go back down to LA again this mm-hmm. year. And, uh, last year we got to play the whiskey. Oh, nice. That's yeah. a good one. That was incredible. First time we ever had our own dressing room. Uh, well, yeah. You know, that's all <laughs> you can really hope for, you know? <laughs> I'm a celebrity. Yes. Obviously <laughs> you're very well known. <laughs> Anytime you have your own dressing room, that is the <laughs> pinnacle of success. That's funny. Um, do you, do you also play like in San Diego or do you focus mostly just on, Hollywood uh, or? well, we're just branching out. Uh, a couple years ago we played San Jose, we play Oakland. Uh, we want to do Santa Cruz and Sacramento this year, mm-hmm. uh, go back to San Jose and go back to LA. Um, and then of course, always take care of San Francisco. Yes. You got to take care of us. You just gotta, <laughs> we try. What's the, what's the biggest difference between playing in San Francisco versus some of the other cities in California? Well, uh, the audience in San Francisco is pretty selective. You know, mm. they, they like to sit there and, and cross their arms and kind of, you know, put their arm, their hand against their chin and they're like, hmm. Look at their phones. Yeah. <laughs> Do I like this? Should I like this? 
is guys everyone else tomorrow? liking this? You know, like, like don't hmm. even talk about the show. What did you guys? What are you guys doing after? How was yeah. your day? Like, here, talk, here, take some of this. Take talk some of this. over. Here is the audience. Talk yeah. over the artist that's performing and have no respect. fucking respect. <laughs> fucking dipshits. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Look at my new Instagram, man. Look at it. Look at it. Oh uh, God, there's so many of them. Do you do you guys notice that too? Yeah. Okay. No, it's it's a whole new world in that return in that respect, you know. Because I, like, I thought literally, okay, I'm old, like I get it, like. <laughs> yeah. No, like I just want to stand know. here and listen, but everybody else wants to go and get like four beers right after the other. Get shit face and then start yeah. elbowing people, and then before you know it, it's just the end of the night. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, at least it's, you know, the festival crowd can be a little different. Mm-hmm. You know, they're a little more, uh, you know, dancing oriented. But in drug oriented, yeah. In, in, in the bar scene, it's more just get get shit faced and yeah. uh, you know try to hit on someone. They but. gotta they gotta make their money somehow. Let's face it, music isn't making money these days. Yeah, I don't think anybody. <laughs> so grim. But you know, do you, what are you do? when you give do you give out your music for free or do you um, sell merch through your website or how does that work for you? Well, uh, we sell seven inch singles at our shows, CDs at our shows. Um, you know, everything's available for download. Um, you know, so, I mean, honestly, you just kind of take what you can get. (laughs) That's like the plan is just take what you can get. Um, you know, anybody that's willing to give any money and, you know, these days it's, it's usually like someone's like feel sorry for you they're like oh you're trying to be a musician oh here you go you know it's like a pity party how right? cute you're oh, like, yes. yeah I'll, yeah i'm just like yeah sure take it. i'll take it give it to me take um, it. so uh you know it's just like you know it's just it's a charity at this point you know like um but you know as long as you get to you write and record and and play out you know you know that's gives you a chance to be part of bigger and better things so living the dream yeah yeah which song should we listen to from the album uh i think golden rules would probably be a good song track two and there's there's no uh you allowed to curse on the show yeah Yeah, oh yeah you can cool just check my little French girl. the easiest to break golden rule 
Those are the easiest to break Golden Rules. Tell us a little bit about that song. Uh, well, um, I wrote it when I first got to the city a while ago and uh, kind of revolves around the themes of, uh, I guess, devotion 
in fidelity, I guess, towards other people, I guess, in relationships, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, golden rules are the easiest to break. It's kind of like, you know, it's easy. It's very easy to portray someone, you know, I think in a way like to actually betray someone, it's, yeah. it's very simple, mm-hmm. but, um, I guess it's more difficult to stay true and, you know, uh, stay devoted to someone. I think that's, I wouldn't say hard, but you know, that's like the real chore, I guess. Are you telling us something about yourself? <laughs> Me personally, right by you. I don't, I, I haven't had well, an issue is with that <laughs> yet. Uh, but, uh, there's not a gun to my back right now. Um, I swear. Um, but you know, just, uh, you know, uh, devotion and you know uh, fidelity and and uh, that's the theme. Mm. Some uh, interesting topics right there. Yeah, especially <laughs> in San Francisco. Oh yeah. The, the city for vice and fun. But, Lots of vice. Yeah. Lots of vice happening. And um, where do you self? Where do you see yourself going with this project in the next year or so? Well, I want to do an EP, like I said. Um, <coughs> I want my next full length to hopefully be recorded and released on a record label. That would be nice. Um, but just doing more shows, doing more music videos, getting the word out there. Um, me, personally, I'm also a filmmaker, too. So oh, I'm working awesome. on my first feature-length film. Oh to take place in San Francisco. So, um, I'm going to be doing that this year as well. Um, so, you know, just trucking along, uh, more collaborations with other artists. You know, I'm basically uh, a solo artist and the last record uh, that you just heard golden rules, you know, I recorded that all myself, you know, so I want to branch out and work with other musicians, work with other producers. Um, on my last single Sex Little Kitten um, I actually uh, got to have a really good uh, jazz guitarist come in and do the guitar for it his name is John Chapman he's like a local Bay Area jazz guitarist mm, sounds familiar yeah um, so he does lots of shows around the Bay Area uh-huh. so you know I got to have him as a guest you know can I ask a weird question they have do they have a jazz club in San Francisco there's several there's the new jazz center um, near the Opera House. Okay. And uh, there used to be a Yoshi's, but yeah, that closed that was, down. That was going to say. And then there, there's other little jazz oh, clubs. Cool. You know, like there's a lot of restaurants do jazz. Mm-hmm. You the Fillmore area, but south of Geary. Uh, yeah. Also, like in North Beach mm. and near Union Square, uh-huh. there's clubs that do jazz. And then uh, there's a venue on Columbus Avenue that does. Uh, oh, that's right. Mostly jazz. That's kind of like a new venue. Uh huh. Um, That's kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, it's still big jazz town, you know. There's still the music, so that means there's hope. Yeah, (laughs) you know, always got to have hope. Yes. And um, (laughs) would you like us to play another song from this album? Sure. All right. Which track do you think would be good? I think the song I Fell in Love With My Mother might be a good song. Ooh, that would be a good song. It's a crowd favorite at our shows. Fell in love with my mother. Isn't that how it always goes? I saw her 
walking on her tiptoes Saying all the sweet things That mommy used to say Before she went away Kiss me mother Kiss me mother Let me kiss you mommy Let me kiss you mommy Said uh, um, that song is uh, interesting title. Yeah, uh, you know, is you, it you could autobiographical? Say I'm, well, it is art, so it is not completely <laughs> literal. Interpretive. But you know, you could uh, examine the lyrics, and you'll find that uh, you know, maybe I've seen some things to work through. Um, but you know. It's it's just discussing, you know, how, where we find our attraction from, you know, and obviously you're either going to be attracted or repelled to what you grew up with. I it's think. called the Oedipal com- Oedipus Complex. See, yeah. I, was, I was close. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the Oedipal Conflict, I guess. Very but interesting topic. Um, you so ever did any guys with mommy issues? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> At least all of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not even a percentage. Oh. No, I'll just be like, yeah, pretty much all of them. <laughs> just all of them. Uh, just all of them. Time for something new. That's all I can say. <laughs> right, Crystal? Next time it should be daddy issues. Okay, that would be me. That's okay. That should be easy. <laughs> we all have our issues. Just putting it out there in the open. This is a radio show, so we can talk about all of our issues. Yeah. By the way, because we're all like in the same age group, Loveline is having its last ever 
broadca- er, broadcast on Thursday. I just randomly came across it. Oh my god! Adam Carolla is gonna be there. Okay. I flip my. I'm gonna flip my shit. <laughs> <laughs> Total huge love line fan yeah. from that era in particular. No, like, it's uh, it's so crazy. I know. <laughs> It's just Dr. Drew. It's not Loveline itself, is it? No, it's Loveline. Oh, wow. Okay. But I don't think they're going to do it anymore because they're not making any money anymore doing it. Oh, that's too bad. But that's how he got that a start. Sense. And now he's, you know, he's yeah. so successful now. He doesn't really need to do it. But True. I'm kind of looking forward to it. So, um, yeah, that'd be end fun. End of an era. End of an era, yeah. How, uh, who are you going to call with your crazy sexual dysfunctions? I'm going to record it on my phone and put it on the internet. Oh, well, then. <laughs> YouTube. YouTube comments. Well, well, that's what this show is for, right? Yeah. This show are is kind of like... I mean, we don't do it every night. Like, they get to, but... Are you going to be the new Loveline? Is love that, to. Are you going to rebrand and... We just, don't have any doctors do, next to it. We used to pre- do, like, pretend. a... Like, a collaboration Dr. with Asia. the show before us, and they used to do, like, what's it called? Sexy Time? They would read... Um, Craigslist ads. Craigslist uh, ads for hookups and meetups and stuff like that. But you would have to describe everything from... You have to read all the grammatical errors, and then you also have to describe the pictures that they oh my god it was a lot of work but it was fun yeah Yeah. it was lots of capital letters we need to find a doctor (laughs) oh i might know one that would be weird (laughs) we have to find the right kind of you're a gynecologist yeah (laughs) she would know all the ins and outs (laughs) literally i didn't die what my gynecologist is a guy oh really yeah. but that would be like, but that would be an interesting dynamic right you don't want it to be all male or all female That's you kind of want to see yeah switch it up <laughs> have the like, male yeah, the confused <laughs> male point of view and we'll be like no 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 they never had any girls on love line unless they were guests yes that's true what uh i think yeah. recently they had that uh female like co-host that was on there she had like her own like sex show in la and then i forget her name but um you know she did and she would answer like from the female perspective about like that makes sense sex and all that stuff like after so many years they finally got a girl in there yeah after i stopped listening (laughs) but anyways i just had to share that with you guys oh man um but you wanted to play one of one of your songs that you just have to play on the air yeah, okay. this, it's queued up. All you gotta do is press play All right. on oh. my old-fashioned iPod. Is that the 30 gig? Yep, the that's the, the dinosaur. <laughs> I had one, I'll I'll I lost it in the studio, actually. And this is Sexy Little Kitten, our new single. There's a new music video mm-hmm. available for download on iTunes, and it is uh, available on 7-inch single awesome. at our shows. Sexy little kitten 
out by the jukebox just in case your song comes on just to steal a dance from a fool your skirt is cut high and your blouse is low and everyone pretends not to know you're a sexy little kid sexy little kid sexy little kid you're a sexy little kid in your skirt and it makes me so hot I want to leave I can't take my eyes off as you start to dance I like to watch you bob and leave You're a sexy little kid A sexy little kid A sexy little kid You're a sexy little kid You're a sexy little kid Oh, a sexy little kid You're a sexy little kid Oh, a sexy little kid Make me feel so bad Make me feel so good Make me feel so bad Make me feel stories <laughs> one too many right <laughs> hey that's don't, every, that's don't how say every him. vegas story <laughs> it's supposed to stay there yeah you know? we saw i didn't see him but matt damon was there at the same time i was matt damon son of a gun he's got his new born identity crisis happening i mean <laughs> born born identity identity crisis. Crisis. <laughs> i guess that that's what the movie is about right? i don't know his identity I've crisis i've never seen any of this and we have um, some new artwork here in the studio. There's there's my there's me and shining armor. Identity. Apparently, I love to do drag, oh. <laughs> and I'm sober. Hmm. But it's not me. It just looks like <laughs> it does look a lot like. Ah. I think. Uh, what do you think the focus was artistically for this particular piece gallery situation? Oh. So there's sober creates. The, there's words on each piece mm-hmm. and there's one that says creates there's one that says sober oh and it says e and oh. speed so <laughs> maybe you're supposed to take drugs and create stuff there you and go. love <laughs> that's the answer right there and you're supposed to take drugs and love stuff <laughs> but do you get to cross dress at the same time <laughs> maybe there is a drag queen or several drag queens <laughs> oh wait they're all drag queens <laughs> ah I was like, what okay the fuck, man? now i'm getting it <laughs> I what said, the fuck? Nice. Even if it's a man, female. Yeah, there's a. It's still a, beautiful. A female to male. Gymnastite. A schmale. And still beautiful. I'm influenced by Prince. Yeah. <laughs> and David Bowie. Yeah. And yeah. And Bagudi. There you go. In there. That says it all right there. Did you do a David Bowie tribute? We sure did. Sure. We did two. You can look. You it can wasn't find enough it for one show. We did two but shows. did you play the Labyrinth soundtrack? No. Oh, my God. We should have. You should have. I'm going to do that. You it's have on to. on my to-do list. I saw the movie when I was a kid. And it was... I've never seen the movie. time to see it again. Did you dress like the Goblin King? No, I did not. 
I was like eight. All right. So well. I was just being exposed, taking it all in. You know? <laughs> okay. You're just in the well, audience. You're forgiven. <laughs> Did you dress up like the Goblin King? I, that's kind of a thing for me. I do that every Saturday night. You know, just <laughs> prance around town and seduce. But we see you. After this, he's, he's got to go dress up. Yeah. Like, oh, that's, yeah. that's, oh, that's the Goblin King, dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> That wouldn't be weird at all in San Francisco, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like it'd probably be pretty. There common. he goes again. Yeah. He's just doing his rant, his Goblin King rant. I do want to go see the Prince lights at the Civic Center. Um, When's that? The City oh, Hall. Yeah, the, the purple lights. The purple lights, yeah. But they also have the bunnies art installation. Yeah. So I thought that would look really cool. Yes. Neat. That's a good. That's a good place to dress up as. Prince or David Bowie and yeah. dress up get like, like a little audience all going. Of them. Imagine <laughs> dressing up like all of them. I wonder if that would be possible. Together? Be. Or do a half I and half. Like a, like a half like <laughs> Goblin King, half purple one. Yeah. Like half purple rain. That'd be kinda neat. <laughs> one purple boot. We could one, be a purple goblin. One spandex <laughs> leg. <laughs> oh, I can't take it. It's so great. It's so wonderful. Um, All good ideas. Yeah, I need to watch Purple Rain again, too. It's been a minute. Yeah, the way he talks. All the yes. weird talks. Yeah, talking. All, the, all the drama, all the backstory with his family. And You're too weird, man. You're too weird. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's one scene where he's just like this, right? Where he's just like, yeah. can't take it anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no. It's like a, like a Boys oh, in the God. Hood scene where he's yeah. like swinging. And he's like, no. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. Gotta love the 80s. Those are good, both good ones. Yeah, for Classics. sure. Um, shoot, what's the name of the actress in Labyrinth? Jennifer Connelly. Connelly. Yeah. yeah. When Jennifer she was Connelly. younger. Yeah, she's gone on to bigger and better things. Mm-hmm. She sure has. Yeah. Well, anyways, your show is going to be happening Sunday, May 15th at the Brick and Mortar Music Hall. Do you know what time you're going on? Uh, probably seven or eight early. Okay. So just, just enough to catch the completely drunk people coming from beta breakers that stumble in, you know, still, still drunk enough to be belligerent and not listen to anything. So we hope we to get that. But at least they will physically be there in that place. I imagine could sell out pretty quickly. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's, it's it's a good spot. Yeah. It's big, but not too big. You know, have you played there before? Yeah, we played there uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, we actually have video up of it on YouTube. Oh, right on. And, uh, it was good. It was a good show. I had another incarnation of the band uh-huh. that I was working with, and uh, yeah, first time I ever, I had um, a big set of uh, like s- concert spotlights. And all the other bands didn't use it, but I used it, and it flooded the whole room. That's and everyone so was awesome. like blinded. <laughs> They're like, I was we like, get it. Like, yeah, and I was like, what? It's a rock now. show. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to be blinded, you know? That's so you're funny. You're supposed to get hit in the face or something, you know? It's like, <laughs> hey, at least it kept them, you know, on their toes. Yeah, woke them up. Get them, know, get like, them off their freaking phones, please. Yeah. <laughs> they, can't, they can't film if they can't see. So. There you go. Um, who else is playing with you? Um, I, I don't have the exact lineup. Oh, okay. It's on, uh, there's a Facebook link ah, and okay. that lists all the bands. Um, but, uh, I know they're all local, so, you know. And will you be playing, um, a lot of your older material, some new material? 
yeah mixture uh i'll definitely be doing the new single um stuff off the last record uh some new colors so yeah, pretty much a mixture of everything mm-hmm. and uh you know we have a, a new bassist sitting in our bassist is out of town at the time at the moment uh as always uh marvin will be there he's our guitarist you can I see you're him gonna say is marvin gay is gonna be there yeah marvin gay is gonna <laughs> drop in by you know just belt <laughs> out some you know he's gonna serenade me on stage oh that's hilarious i would cool. to see that he'll be in he'll be there in hologram form you know mm, so. there you go that's the newest newest yeah. thing <laughs> have you been to coachella <laughs> since 2008 yeah i went to coachella the next year in 2009 and I got to see The Cure, Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's, My Bonnie Valentine. And then I went back a third year and I drove all the way down there to realize I had bought a counterfeit ticket. Shit. I, you were one of those. Yep. That was a huge problem that year, you know. And Shit. I paid 250 bucks uh, to a guy off Craigslist and I drove nine hours, get to the gate. Wow. They look at it. They're like, oh, it's a counterfeit ticket. Rip. They rip it up and they're like, "Sorry, see you later." Sorry, you're so you t- you yeah. totally lost. Could you? There's that nothing you could do. Guy at outside last. Yeah, and there was other people there that paid five hundred dollars for their fake tickets. Wow. Yeah. You know, and so it could have been worse. Yeah, could have been worse, but still, like. They gave you a deal. Yeah. Yeah. And I sat there and, and like I knew the layout and I was like I knew I could jump that fence, you know, but like I was like. You could totally do it. You know, like I do I want to risk it? Yeah, you know, it's like, but I was only there for one day and I, I wanted to see like Jay Z and Dillinger Escape Plan and. But uh, I don't know. I had already seen them, so it was c- kind of wasn't worth it. I just drove over to L.A. and just did Are other things. Awesome. What's your but, favorite um, venue in L.A.? Is it the Whiskey? Uh, the Whiskey was cool. Um, I also We also played this place called the Roar Room in uh, La Crescenta. Uh, that's kind of like a little dive bar, like 20 minutes north of L.A. Uh, we also played... Um, Amplify. Mm-hmm. It's like this little shoebox in West Hollywood. Oh, fun. I yeah. Like those places. Yeah, it's like a little That's art fun. space. And there we actually witnessed the classic LA thing where everyone walks in, sees one band, and then walks out. <laughs> Like after that band is done, like yeah. it's crazy. I I didn't I didn't think that was true until I saw it. You know, oh my god, but that was kind of wild. Um, Not the business. So yeah, those are the three venues we played so far. So that's awesome. Well, hopefully you'll be going. You're gonna be going there sometime soon. Yeah. No, we we'll tr- probably try to play Silver Lake or something else. Oh, really? You know, that's a good one. And um, should we play one more song from the album? Sure. All right. Let's see. How about uh, L.A. Kids? Let's do it. Pass out around three, like Colin. 
last. There's no way she'll stay beautiful forever. The hills are on fire. bit about that song LA kids uh, it's just about my experiences basically uh, over the years you know I, I traveled to LA you know usually once a year and you know just getting the vibe down there it, you know I always go to Venice Beach Hollywood you know um, and it's just about like, you know you, out of LA you always you know there's a lot of movies about you know like uh, lost youth you know like uh, it's really true yeah you know like example right here you know <laughs> I remember one of our me and my best friend at the time when we were seniors in high school everyone was like I don't know making plans for like the prom and all that stuff but we wanted to do we wanted to do weird shit like film kids that were living under we went to our school was near a freeway uh-huh. i mean it was a it was a pretty good school but it was a kind of an interesting neighborhood where it was like an intersection between you know a wealthier part of town and then like a more run down part of the town and there was a freeway and kids were living underneath the freeway we're wow. like how come people aren't paying attention to that that's crazy so yeah and you did that <laughs> no we didn't end up doing it <laughs> We just about it. We still could. Just talked about it. <laughs> I mean, well, it's, it's probably more interesting now than it was back then. But yeah. No, <laughs> I see, like, regular people living under the bridge. Yeah, now, they, now they've grown up. And now they're adults living in there. Now they're gutter punks living in uh, North Berkeley or something. Yeah. Hitchhiking <laughs> on Hate Street. Do people still hitchhike? I just had this conversation with both of my parents, actually, who used to do it all the time. Mm. But in the 70s. You know, I'm not sure. Now that there's Uber, you know, it's like... Yeah. Do you really need to? <laughs> but it was, uh, like, Craigslist. fun. I feel like a lot of people, if they want to go from, like, L.A. to San Francisco, you yeah. can hitch a ride with somebody through Craigslist. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I wonder scary. if maybe they still use the trains, maybe. Trains, that's So that's true. how the, maybe. Cra- the Craigslist killer came about. Just I know. <laughs> Is he still out there? Probably. No. Is he? There's probably another one. I'm sure. <laughs> oh my god, I'm getting scared now. We, we haven't we haven't met him yet. Uh-oh. Do I have to like run now? Yes, like, you do, because we're in it together. Uh, so. Shit. Well, you've actually been swindled out of money on Craigslist. Oh so. my god, is this not even like being broadcast? Like, 
because it's just like being recorded and like we're just prepping you for the end result yeah. oh my god <laughs> okay. the show just got turned on its head <laughs> uh, it was really weird um, well thanks for stopping on by you're welcome and remind us uh, one more time of your website so we have a Facebook we're on Reverb Nation uh, it's on Facebook. It's just James Connor, uh, San Francisco, and then uh, Reverb Nation. It's James Connor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a SoundCloud, iTunes on Amazon. Um, oh, wow. Just type in James Connor, San Francisco, and you'll you'll get all uh, my stuff. Awesome. And uh, YouTube as well. We should. People need to go to the show on Sunday, May fifteenth, especially if they're completely. Uh, had it yes at beta breakers with the traffic yes traffic's gonna be off and that's just a requirement yes walk to brick and mortar yeah don't, don't drive there <laughs> don't forget do about the car don't rely on public transportation <laughs> just use your body weight to San Francisco's only 7 by 7 you can walk it <laughs> the picture's really freaking me out uh, of yourself yeah okay <laughs> I thought you were talking about the screensaver. Yeah, that too. (laughs) Both of them together. It's just a weird combination. It's like being on drugs. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Well, stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio.
Just a, just a, just a sinner. 
kiss. Try to tame you, need to 